0: in academia, and big pharma, it'll never be accepted until we can produce clinical and scientific data. Let's put the clinical studies behind behind this, this plant that we love. Let's create products that have the consistency that we expect.
1: Welcome, everyone. Today is another podcast with one of our guests from I Am Christina DiArcangelo with Dr. Annabelle Manalo Morgan. I'm sorry, I always have to reference Manalo because that's how I know her before she got married. (laughs) No, No offense to Gramps, I love Gramps, but you know, come on, we're women. We're women in leadership roles and we're proud of where we came from. Welcome, Annabelle.
0: Thank you, Christina. Always a pleasure to be involved with anything you're doing because I know that, You have good in mind, and I just want to always be a part of of helping you achieve all these fabulous goals you have. So thank you for having me. Um, You know, I love utilizing your platforms as an excuse to just catch up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
1: isn't it? I mean, because we have a big party coming up, don't we? Yes. At the end of July, I'm so excited to come out to Nashville
0: and hang out with the fam. <laughs> yeah Yes. Yeah. So my husband, Gramps Morgan, is having an album release, and I couldn't not invite Christina um, and then, and Christian, her son, who's basically you guys are family to us. So yeah, come up to Nashville, and and we'll catch up in a hundred ways. It'll be awesome.
1: We're so excited for it. We, you know, Christian's talking about it every week now, doing a little countdown.
0: Oh my god! That's,
1: you know, because he's excited to come back out because you know. The last time we saw you guys face-to-face was right as COVID was really genning up there in February. That's right. That's
0: right. February
1: 2019.
0: Yes. The last time I saw you guys. So um, it's nice to feel like, you know, we can interact again.
1: That's right. And and be like to have some sort of normalcy again um, because there hasn't been. So Not at all just to transition into that a little bit, because I want everybody that's going to be listening and viewing our show today to understand your background and what you're doing and where you've come from. And I feel like it makes sense. And just like I've done and other events that we've spoken at when we were on clubhouse during the month of may for mental health awareness, you joined me with our board members at affinity patient advocacy to talk about mental health and CBD and just like holistically, how to help with mental health because of our backgrounds, we're luckily able to be able to help people with some of these struggles. So I would really love for you to introduce yourself properly to the guests Uh and so that they understand everything about you. And then let's talk about what you want to talk about with respect to what's on the radar right now. That's really important that you want to share with everyone.
0: Sure. So again, I'm, I'm just thankful to, you know, have this platform to be able to share my story and my background with new people, because, you know, as much as we're out there, there's billions of people that have not heard. Right. So um, I'm a cell and developmental biologist. Um, I was at Georgetown University studying neuroscience first. And then why I'm here in Nashville is because I finished up um, with my Ph.D. at Vanderbilt University. And staying here just made sense because my husband's a musician and and, and Nashville's incredible, my favorite city in the United States. So um, that's why I'm here. I was on a large chemotherapy grant. Um, I worked mostly in cardio oncology at Vanderbilt and uh, I was pregnant and I was in the lab with my third child and his name is Macario and, you know, had him, everything was normal Um, we got sent home and within two hours of being home, he started foaming at the mouth and, um, you know, twitching. So he was having seizures as a, as a newborn baby. So rushed back down to the hospital and and life changed. Uh, Macario was having about 200 seizures a day. Um, he, you know, of course he had a stroke and, uh, doctors were my colleagues trying to find every regimen that could slow down these seizures, stop these seizures. You know, we really didn't know why or how this all started, but at that moment, all we cared about was making him better, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we went through this for five weeks. And after five weeks and not having any answers, they did a surgery where they removed 38% of Macario's brain. So... Pretty much all of his left brain is gone. Um, So, you know, we were told that he probably would never use the right side of his body, missing as much left brain as he is. Um, He'd eat out of a G-tube or a feeding tube, probably till the age of five, if not longer, Um, that he would not be normal, right? Probably very developmentally challenged. And so you just take what, you know, God gives you and went to therapy every day with this two-month-old baby and just moving him around. Um, When he turned six months old, he was no different than a newborn baby. And I feel like as a mother, the pain had settled in and I started thinking more about my training as a scientist, right? Being that I started in developmental neurology. So understanding the brain and the (laughs) developing brain and then I finished in cell and development biology and and really understanding neuroplasticity and how we can compensate for losses and how cells need to signal to one another for things to occur. And I really started thinking about that. And, um, and, you know, I started just researching and, and reading and looking and found cannabis and, Cannabis is not something, I mean, you know, Christina, it's not something that comes across our clinical desk, right? Um, And and one thing I want for the viewers to understand too, is could you please,
1: sorry to interrupt, but I want to make a point because this is important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So not only is this taboo, you know, we still have stigma even now, but can you please tell our listeners when this process started and please remember everybody listening, that Annabelle was in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. So this is really yeah. important for people to understand this. Could, you Where cannabis to... is still illegal today. Exactly. That's that's why. <laughs> what, what year was that, yeah. Annabelle, if you could tell everyone?
0: 2016. So
1: okay.
0: way before CBD became the trend that it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously not accepted as a treatment in, in our state um, of Tennessee and still very... Uh, cloudy right now. So um, finding cannabis was definitely an online thing, right? Um, And just started reading the research. And although the research was very slim, um, I was desperate. And I started piecing together just molecular data and thought to myself, what do I have to lose? And so long story short, I created a formula for my son utilizing cannabidiol or CBD molecule and um didn't ask the doctors asked my husband and went cold turkey off all his medications still went to walgreens though and picked them up as refills but i never gave them to him and i started putting this through his g-tube this formula that i made and within a few days i started seeing results and started seeing his eyes moving around which we weren't seeing before he was crawling in two months he was walking by 14 months old and he's five years old today and he's starting kindergarten in August. And he's, I mean, Christina will tell you, Macario's a, you know, the light. He's a little lion. He um, talks, walks, plays. And you would never know he's missing 40% of his brain. So um, because of that story, I see you're about to cry, which is, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think Told this story a hundred times in her presence, but I mean it's real, you know. And and if you meet if you meet him, it's you know it it would it would leave you boggled as well, you know. <clears throat> um, well, well, what got
1: me was when you referred to him as a lion, because <laughs> because you know that's what I refer to him as as his yeah. <laughs> as his auntie, and for our viewers out there before we got on Annabelle and I were talking about how we love to give presents to our families you know to exchange because we really love to give things to those we love yeah and, and for Macario's birthday this year Christian and I through one of my artist friends were able to give him this really nice soft fuzzy type blanket that has a beautiful it's it's a Christian beautiful. Christian actually not Christian Christianity type Um, lion that's that, you know, and because in my mind, I feel, and when I met Macario and spent time with them, it was even more clear. He's a lion. And that's why besides your work with him and everyone else, that's why he's still here today. And that's really important for people to understand. And so that's why I get emotional because, you know, out of all of Annabelle's kids, they're all wonderful kids, but for, you know, with him, there's just something about him that Sometimes I'm, just...
0: um, you know, and, and it's, you know, it's most definitely greater than cannabis, but I believe cannabis gave him the opportunity to bring that lion out, yes. you know, um, he's courageous, he's, he's tough. He's, he's really beat every odd that has been put on him. And so because of that, um, you know, it is in my mission to see more stories like this happen. I know in the cannabis space, we hear a lot. Of anecdotal stories, probably thousands at this point, Um, but it'll never, I I think where Christina and I connect is that it'll never become accepted amongst our colleagues Mm -hmm. that, that we've, you know, had over the years in academia and big pharma. It'll never be accepted until we can produce clinical and scientific data. And so I know that my son's story isn't enough. It's enough for me, But, um, you know, it's not enough to create a monster out of the cannabis that we have so that it can help more people and that it can become more widely accepted. So, you know, after sharing that story and and getting some good press around it, which was obviously all unplanned, um, I just started feeling out the industry and, and seeing what science was being done all over the world. You know, I, I was chief scientific officer for Takuna Lam for a year um, and just decided that I wanted to do more than what the platform they had to offer, they were more focused on their products as they should be. Um, but let's put the clinical studies behind, behind this, this plant that we love, let's create products that have the consistency that we expect um, in medicine and, and, you know, and let's help people in a way where they can feel confident in the quality and the transparency of something that they're using. And so now I've just recently signed on with as lead scientific advisor to Flora Growth, who just went public on the NASDAQ. And Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And, and, you know, it, it, it's been our journey for me to, really want to tie myself to any company because (laughs) I've just been consulting for a lot of governments and a lot of groups that really care about the medical side of cannabis. I'm not against the recreational at all or the spiritual at all, but I want to be able to see kids in Macario's position um, get the opportunity to use cannabis, right? And we're still in a standstill of well, where am I going to get that cannabis from? What cannabis do I buy? Do I have to hide this from my doctor? Right.
1: Um, and well, so how
0: do we, how do we get past that? Um, even,
1: even in the States where it's legal, right? Like Chris, Chris you know, yeah. has ADHD and he uses CBD. Um, he, he was taking Messiah, your brand. And then what happened was I couldn't, even though Pennsylvania is a state and Annabelle's product, just for our viewers out there, does not contain THC. There is no THC in there. Um, I could not get it into the school district. We're in Pennsylvania with a program and it's still, it's a hemp based product under the farm bill, which makes it federally legal for my child or any patient to take this. And I couldn't get it in. So what I ended up doing was I made a transdermal patch. And so yep. he wears tra- tran- he wears two of them because there's two different things he wears every day. But as a parent and a clinical researcher, it was really hard for me to get this in my head that these guys wouldn't let me come and dose my son every day. I would leave my office to go dose him because he needed consistent dosing. You know how dosing works. It lasts for so long and you have to, when it's tincture, it's GI based, you know? So that was the awesome thing about the patch, but
0: parents—it's hard for parents to be able to navigate this, right, Annabelle? Right. I mean, that's right, and, and that's—and that's the goal, right? That's the overarching goal, and that goal takes time. Science yeah. takes time, and um, but you know, I can't—I can't sit here and have an honest conversation with government leaders, ministers of health, and um, academia without producing data you know they hear my son's story and everyone's like holy smokes like absolutely right but you know how can we repeat these things so that these stories can become true in other people's lives It's getting the clinical data and so you know that takes a lot of time and i think that flora um has the same mindset and a big platform that someone like me and my company messiah can utilize to run some clinical studies. I mean, they're growing acres in, in Columbia and they're doing it in a standardized way, um, production in a standardized manner. And they're also shifting now into Miami where they can provide something for us here in the United States. And, and they understand what they're doing is going to take a lot more time and money than just making awesome products and putting in a dispensary Right. Um, But they're in it for the long game and they're in it to to make an impact. So those things aligned. And so um, I found it I found it important to to uh, jump on board with them. That is so awesome. And as always,
1: I'm always proud of everything you do.
0: Um, Thank you. But you didn't mention
1: to everybody your TEDx.
0: Oh, I know.
1: Are a TEDx speaker, which is phenomenal because, you know, you've done so much in your career. Both in traditional, and then you know, I always split us because we're traditional, and then we're also medical cannabis CBD researchers. Um, yeah, you've done so much, but you're you're a mom, and you work full time, and you're an international speaker, and you you do charity work. I mean, there's so many things, but you also did a TEDx, TEDx talk,
0: and I got to yeah. be part of
1: of, I- of all that, which was awesome. <laughs>
0: Got to do a TEDx talk here in Nashville. And actually, breaking news, Christina, oh. that you're, probably, you're not going to be happy about. Oh, no. Is that, um, you know, we have the TEDx talk and we have it to use. And Christina came and, and asked me an incredible question <laughs> afterward. Um, we did a QA, and a And since it was virtual, we had the opportunity to do a Q&A. Well, I was asking Ted um the people at Ted how do i access it because i didn't see it online and they came back and said that they're still deciding but most likely they won't use it not just because it's not not just because it's cannabis but because they just don't want to do anything that might step on the toes of the medical industry and so they felt like I was I never I never pitched the product Messiah. Never. I never I never made like overarching claims. No. Um but they just felt like they they just felt like it was too much of advocating based on like the story and that it may be stepping on the medical industry's toes. Mm. So that's an, that's an issue within itself. And it, it is an example of the struggles that we go through being advocates for cannabis in this industry, because I was very careful. I did a practice talk in front of all of them. You had coaches gave them my script to make sure I wasn't stepping on any lines or crossing any boundaries and they all approved it. And then when it came time to publish it online, they're still thinking about it. So that's where it is right now, but I did it. I did the Ted talk. I was seven months pregnant and somebody paid it.
1: Somebody paid it off. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, whatever it is, I, I did do a Ted talk and, and, um, I'll put that on un, 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 under my belt. That's right. And, and it was amazing. Um, Your TED Talk was amazing. And I don't feel and, like and I didn't want to do it pregnant on top of I so it. I like don't.
1: I know I was seven
0: months pregnant um, during COVID, had to do a virtual TED Talk. It was yeah. So so, you know, it's um it that's disappoint- it's disappointing to me still, but you know, it is what it is. And like I said, just an example of what we're going through in this industry. I'm actually publishing a book. Um, and I'm trying to get a fixed date, but I'm publishing a book with Forbes books and kind of going through the same thing, you know, um, having to be very choosy about what I put in the book and mm-hmm. ensuring that the things that I say are are backed by science and uh, or at least science that is in motion Mm -hmm. and so you know it's it's difficult it's difficult to come from you know our world christina where everything's just a a reach you know a, a stone's throw away where you have access to everything and things are done in a patterned way in a traditional manner then you go to the cannabis industry First, you don't know who you can trust, you know, and then because everyone's just trying to take shortcuts. And, mm-hmm. and, then, and then secondly, there's there's a lot of no's because there's still a lot of people that just are not buying um, the the power and how amazing cannabis is. And so. It tr- trust me, sis, it took me seven months to get an IRB
1: approval on an observational study, which I'm proud to say yesterday, I finally achieved. You wow. Know, you know, the one I have been working on for it's seven months from a central IRB that's a traditional. And I know that all that like, because I've been working for so long, I know all the people in this IRB, like I've worked with them over the years, so they know I'm not doing anything under the radar, like I, everything was legitimate. I had investigator brochures, a SAP, uh, you know, statistical analysis. Plate. I had all kinds of things for this little observational study. And it took seven months to move that boulder up the hill. But now we're at the top of the hill. Just yesterday.
0: Wow. <laughs> Congra- Congratulations. you. Again, you, I mean, and, and, you know, just for the listeners, like, this is, I don't care if you see me on, you know your favorite talk show or, you know, all that fluffy stuff. But the reason why I will always be tied to Christina and and her platforms and the things that she's doing is because she is just fierce and wants to do it the right way. No shortcuts because she understands the meaning, how how meaningful that credibility is. I would have gave up on that IRB after the first (laughs) month. They're like, I guess we're not going to get it. But, you know, (laughs) Christina can now say that, she was able to, to do that essentially single handedly. I mean, like it's one thing for a university to get one, right? Right. Want, right. But right. you're talking about somebody standalone that has her own company that's just trying to get clinical research done. So wow, congratulations. Thank that's you. a huge Huge deal that Thank you. many
1: won't understand, but it it yeah. just it popped in my mind when we were talking about the struggles we have. You know when, yeah. that, you know everybody out there when we first got in here, people were not happy to have people like us, um, uh, in this space, right? Because now we're bringing validity. You know, Annabelle is formulating and generating formulations and products that have been backed by preclinical science, right, and then jumping into the clinical space along with me, because I'm the clinical weirdo, Um, (laughs) together, we're an awesome force, because we have all this stuff that we've been doing over the years, but then
0: people didn't want to, you know,
1: engage us because they didn't want to do things the right way.
0: (laughs) No, because what's what's the return on something that takes, right, it's a lot of money. And it costs a lot of money. And so I get it. But at the same time, we we have, you know, stayed true to wanting to make the right kind of impact in this space. And um, I'm just happy that it finally feels like that is going to be honored. Um, You know, I see all the things going on with you. Obviously, every time we catch up, it's it's elevating. And um, I'm finally going to get a clinical study done. And so excited. And so, and an incredible study—not just, "Hey neighbor, take this and let me know what you think," right? Yeah, like, <laughs> no, a, a credible no. study with with unbiased—I mean, incredible scientists. That when I had to sit down with them and first introduce this idea, these are you know seventy-year-old. <laughs> You British scientists that have done a lot of incredible work that are not fans of cannabis. (laughs) And I've had to, you know, essentially write my own review paper with references to give them something that would give, you know, hopefully make them accept to, hey, let's just give it a chance. We're not going to hurt anybody. Right. You know what? What do we have to lose? Let's give it a chance. The whole world is waiting for such a study, right? That that they can they, they can lean to and and will be an example for how cannabis studies should be done. Absolutely, to, so I'm really excited about it. And um, it's yeah, we're just we're getting in the thick of it now. And and as you know, Christina, I mean, these things take time, and, <laughs> and it's a headache, and it's going to cost a lot of money, but we can. Uh, be happy that we're going to be doing a lot of good for the industry. So
1: That's absolutely right. So as our viewers can probably tell, we could stay on for hours (laughs) talking to one another um, because this is almost like just a regular phone call for us because this is how how our friendship is that you guys see today. We're friends, but we are also our business colleagues. And it's awesome to have that intertwined relationship because we know in our hearts that we're always on each other's sides. And always. in this space, it's very hard to find people like that. That's, um, right.
0: that's right.
1: So I want to thank you, Annabelle, for joining me today. You're so busy with everything that's going on and you carved out time on a busy Friday afternoon uh, to, to speak with me. Graham's birthday was this week. I mean, you, he has his big party, you're doing things, you're going to the UK. So there's just a lot of stuff going on. So I'm always so so grateful to have you, um, you know, in my corner and, and being one of my guests on my new podcast. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Christina, for everything you're doing, for being my friend first and foremost, and for just providing this platform for, you know, creating an affinity patient advocacy. I mean, because we we need you. You know, the patients need you. Um, they need direction. Doctors need direction, and um, it just feels good to have somebody to guide folks to uh, when they ask me questions that are way out of my wheelhouse so thank you it's a, it's a joy I really see the the light at the end of this long tunnel for us um, and yeah I, and we just continue to, to ride this train sister. That's right that's right my sister.
1: <laughs> so with that I'm gonna end us on a high note not because we've consumed. <laughs> But because, <laughs> but because, you know, I hope it's clear to everyone how passionate we are about what we're doing and about our friendship and our relationship, because it's also important for viewers to see women in leadership roles working together collaboratively, not competing. We're in it together. We're in the same boat together, essentially.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Thank you, Christina.
1: And the last thing I always say is just remember we are the same. I am Christina D'Arcangelo. Thank
0: you.